contact, but everyone in the company mm -hmm. completely knows and understands. But we've been doing constant, constant Zoom events um, for kids that can come on Instagram and still see their favorite characters not wearing a mask or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And um, some of us have been doing Zoom birthday greenings. Um, some of us have been doing like Zoom shout outs um, to different kids and everything or just local charities or hospitals or something like that. So it's been a big change, um, but it's been it's been OK. I am a pal presents. Cosplay every day. Everyday Rogue, a time capsule for cosplayers. Is a key part of this. Mm, yeah. Recording. Okay, great. Hey, Shigas, Everyday Rogue here on It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. We're taking a look at canceled convention culture. With the coronavirus global pandemic, large gatherings are banned and conventions are canceled. But congoers have a particular kind of resiliency. So we're checking in on our fellow cosplayer friends to find out what they've been up to during this quarantine and beyond. And with us now to continue the conversation in our series is the Chocolate Ninja, a.k.a. Jason. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for having me, Chris. We, yes. we are so, so excited. So, so tell us about your typical cosplay convention life pre-pandemic. Uh, Pre-pandemic, uh, I like to call it the before times. The before so, times. The before times, <laughs> yes. We're that so, far in that now it's the before times. Correct, correct. Okay, got it. So I used to probably hit about 10 to 12 events uh, a year. Mm. Um, roughly one every two months or sometimes two in a month, depending on what time of the year it is. Mm -hmm. But I was a Congo regularly up and down the East Coast. So, um, so yeah, um, some of them are as congoers, sometimes as a, a cosplay guest or, or, or a panelist or something like that. Um, that was, that's the gist of my con experience before in the before times. <laughs> that is a very busy before times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what was the last convention you attended? The last convention I attended was Rhode Island Comic Con. Okay. Um, I, so. Again, as a, as a guest and a panelist, uh, that was really, really, really fun to see other cosplayers that I um, don't necessarily get to work with mm. um, because Rhode Island has um, uh, more of a reach than some of the other cons that I go to. Yes. Yeah. Rhode Island's pretty unique um, in that they have a lot of more celebrity talent than mm -hmm. come. Yeah. For sure. So if you had known Rhode Island was going to be your last convention, would you have done anything different? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I had a fantastic experience with Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, Ultra Reality does a really good job putting on that show. Mm -hmm. um, 
I personally probably would have spent a little bit more money and saw more of the bigger name celebrities. Um, being a guest, like I'm kind of chained to my booth a little bit, but I would, mm-hmm. maybe would have snuck away to meet some of the people that I really wanted to meet. And because uh, that's part of the con experience for me is just getting to meet people that I've idolized growing up. Yeah. And now uh, some of the cons have gone virtual and that's not really the same experience that I'm looking for. Yeah, definitely. That is a really, really good point that you bring up. In particular for Rhode Island, I think that 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 really hits home for for people that know Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. So take us through your reactions to con cancellations. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? Um, Me personally, I'm kind of one of those, uh, I'm going to watch you first before oh. I make my move. Okay. Uh, so so one of the You're just of revealing things, your strategies in life right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz when certain cons certain cons canceled right away and then mm-hmm. other cons were were just like, "Okay, we'll postpone it and we'll postpone it a month." And I was thinking like, "Hmm, I'm going to see what happens to them and then I'll make my decision." Uh, but I wasn't really surprised when cons started dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, I'm a business owner myself, so I understand uh, how COVID-19 has impacted um, businesses. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's, very, it's very, very telling, especially if your business is conventions and, you know, owning and running a bunch of them. And, right. you know, um, I, I was telling my friends that, you know, this coronavirus thing isn't going away for at least the next 18 months so people so in my opinion Mm -hmm. so for people who run uh businesses that cater uh to people in the masses it's it's gonna wipe them out if they didn't plan accordingly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um uh it's, it's it's really sad and but at the same time it's one of those things that what kind of a society that we do we have in place where, um, you know, we couldn't survive a shutdown? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, right, right. So, but, you know, we're we're talking some grim stuff here already. So, yeah. so what do you think has been the worst part of the cancellations? Uh, the worst part of the cancellation would be to not be able to see a lot of the familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people I only have interactions with when I go to a convention and mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things where I look, I mark it on my calendar and I look forward to it. And I was like, what region am I going to be in? It's like, Oh, I get to see such and such. I get to see X, Y, and Z. And I get so pumped. And then I, you know, I send messages, uh, in their DMs or on Facebook or something like that. And be like, yeah, dude, you know, what's going to happen when we get together. Right. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome that's that's so interesting um because you know a number of people you know have said that in particular and i i wonder if that's you know specific to convention life or it's it's a very it's a very particular kind of joy to see familiar people in in costume for sure yeah yeah so you know is that what you'd say you miss the most about conventions yeah, missing the people and missing, uh, you know, those words that every cosplayer wants to hear. Can I take your picture? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So listeners, you know, whenever we get to wherever we're going, can I take mm -hmm. your picture? Those are the keywords. Actually, exactly. we don't even have to be in a convention. Although, is it a little weird if we're not in a convention and people say that? Um, well, I, like, I don't have, I'm not any sort of lettered celebrity so i would assume like can i take your picture what, what are you talking about you're a, you're the chocolate ninja i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah, when you know you've reached celebrity status when you're for just sure when certain people and... yeah certain people just call me that like just randomly i'm like oh okay they're talking to me okay <laughs> <laughs> that's well is that like a general term or did they actually know that that was your Handle. No, no, that that's one of the things that I, I started to embrace and kind of cultivate. Um, oh. the, the the moniker Chocolate Ninja actually uh, one of my bosses gave it to me. Um, Wait, unbeknownst, where unbeknownst did you work? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like I need more information. <laughs> so okay, so the ninja part comes from I'm a martial artist instructor okay. so uh so i used to work for this company called face candy entertainment which we did birthday parties for kids um, um in costume and i'm her black panther so so in her phone i'm saved as chocolate ninja and 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 i didn't know this so you know she I'm didn't talking, tell you no she didn't tell me this at all so she's telling me she's she's telling she's telling uh, uh we're all on a on a central group chat and she's telling me about how she got into trouble with her husband and i'm like why she goes because you kept texting me and calling me and i'm like about what she goes uh you know for, for the jobs and the clients that i booked for you and you kept coming up as chocolate ninja and then my husband was like who the hell is that? <laughs> and, I, and I had to explain. And she had to explain uh, who I was. And I'm like, oh, Chocolate Ninja. I was like, all right, great. Uh, oh Chocolate God. Ninja cosplay. And it, and it sort of stuck. Wow. I, I'm so glad I know that story. And now our <laughs> listeners do too. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now that we're talking about a little bit happier stuff, uh, do you mm -hmm. feel like there's been any benefits to this time? Um, benefits to my wallet, absolutely. Because, um, oh, oh. you know, con going can be really expensive depending on how you decide to travel. Um, mm -hmm. I was one that, you know, we used to shack up with like, you know, five or six bodies in a hotel room just to, to make, um, make a con going economical and uh and i've fortunately been in a position where i can just pay for my own hotel room and whatnot and and depending on where you want to be you can be you know 20 minutes from the convention center which means you got to drive and other logistics and stuff like that but right. if you want to be at the convention center itself you know that could be you know 250 300 340 three mm -hmm. four hundred dollars a night you know right. what i mean uh and uh, that's a different experience being in the hotel within the convention first exactly. 20 minutes away. Exactly. For people who don't know that. <laughs> it's oh, very it's, different. It's a, it's a big difference. It it affects it affects um your plans for Friday, Saturday night after the con is closed. It uh it affects who you hang out with. It, mm -hmm. It's a completely different animal. Yes, absolutely. Uh so benefits to your wallet. Any other benefits? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a nice break. 
it's a nice break so because when one when one con ends you know you just start gearing up and ramping for the next one and it's like oh what costume are you going to do and what what new collaborations um you know uh there are a lot of cosplayers out there who don't subscribe to deadlines as far as when they start and have to complete a new cosplay but for me personally if i don't have um a con in mind where i want to wear it um then uh you know I'm not the only cosplayer who has probably a half a dozen incomplete cosplays, mm-hmm. you know, because that they just start and just like, you know, you know, either finances or motivation or they just completely forget about that they were making this cosplay. Right. Um, it just do- doesn't, you know, see the finish line. Yeah. Whereas yes. other things where it's, there's a theme for the convention or, you know, there's a cosplay group that you're going to do or a celebrity that you want to meet and impress and whatnot, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we've talked a little bit in this series so far about the different types of cosplayers. We have the planners mm-hmm. and the the, cos, the the con crunchers. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, are uh, you more of the crunch? Um, yes and no. Um, I'm, uh, from a business standpoint, you know, uh, when, when mistakes cost you money. Oh. Uh, so... So for me personally, um, I gotta, I make a, I make a list and I check it twice as cliche as that is. Um, I gotta have everything, um, in my bag, you know, the week of the con, not the night before or anything like that, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you can travel to a convention and then, you know, supplies that you would have at home to make adjustments or fixing your cosplay, you then have to spend money on again, uh, at like a party city or spirit Halloween or something like that, or a hardware store because you you didn't take the time to check your bag beforehand. And as far as like making costume goes, like you gotta do a, a test run. You gotta make sure mm. it fits. You gotta, you know, you gotta sit down in it. You gotta stand up, go up a flight of stairs, you know, that kind of thing. You know, have somebody in your house bump into you to make sure, you know, uh, button snaps, uh, horn scales, all those type of things don't fall off. Uh, wow. Yeah. These are some awesome tips. I love these. <laughs> these oh, for great. sure. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. But first, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, so what have you been doing during this time to to sort of feed your cosplay spirit? So there's no cons. So what have you uh, been filling your time with? So I've been filling my time with video games and reconnecting with music. Um, I recently uh, bought a violin and a darbuka and a conga drum, and I've just been teaching myself how to play those instruments. Um, wow. Um, what, what inspired you to do that? Well, I own a guitar and I own a flute, and I'm all about being an autodidact. If you don't know what an autodidact is, I always tell people to Google it and look it up. And then you'll know. And when they tell me about it, you know, they smile because it's self-explanatory what the what the term autodidact means. Okay, listeners, you have an assignment. <laughs> yes, autodidact. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, um, yes. So, okay. yes. Yeah, so, um, and so from not from going into you know constantly creating things and you know watching different um media and like and getting ideas like oh i can make that oh i can make this oh i definitely want to make that to not doing that is just like 
you know, complete 180 and it's a nice mm-hmm. little mental break. Um, I recently got back into cause crafting probably about two weeks ago. I started putting the finishing uh, touches on my Mace Windu. Um, so I'll be doing that um fairly soon probably set up a little photo shoot for that and i'm also making a um a sign an anime sign for um my office for uh, a youtube series that i plan to start shooting once that sign is done oh. and, and uh it's it's so it's so different when you know you're constantly in the throes of making things so you understand mm-hmm. how things don't always work out the first or second time around sometimes. And, you know, I was, I'm making the sign and I'm like cutting cardboard and cutting shapes and things like that and getting so frustrated when it doesn't come out. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why do, why do I do this again? And then I remember, and then I remember I was like, Oh, uh, I'm not used to the frustration of, of, you know, hot glue anymore. And, uh, and getting reacquainted with that feeling just to plug it'll you know it'll all be worth it and when the comp, when the project is complete mm-hmm. that I lost sight of that mm-hmm. wow so uh it sounds like you've you've had some space in your life to connect mm-hmm. with other things that bring you joy yes absolutely yeah yeah that's awesome so do we get like a little teaser of this youtube series that you're going to be doing uh it's gonna be originally the 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 um, the inspiration for the series was kind of like a vlog and a review of cons and like how to survive at different cons because i go to so many right Um, so it would only be helpful but since um that's probably not gonna happen anytime soon. oh my gosh so that's literally been impacted by this too <laughs> correct correct and a lot of things um like uh, like i said before i'm a cosplay guest and one of the things i had in the works is my own brand of coffee um so i was that's in, so cool yeah it was it was it was, uh, was going to be called resurrection because my most prominent cosplay is dr facilier from princess and the frog mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know who that is um he's basically uh baron samdi uh voodoo man mm-hmm and uh and it's a you know, fantastic cosplay if you haven't yes. seen him in it it's amazing uh so it's gonna be a brand of coffee centered around that the 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 voodoo man which doctor motif that's so cool uh, but that that got shelled immediately so yeah yeah but i hope to revisit visit that in the future mm-hmm. yeah so so thinking thinking about the future what do we think mm-hmm. is is in the future for conventions um you know when before before you know things got kind of canceled indefinitely you know certain cons you know they were pushing their events back you know four or five months which was you know the smart thing to do and i was just thinking i was like well how are they going to do this or are they going to um are they going to have it in two separate weekends, which like say, for instance, New York Comic-Con, uh, in my mind, I was thinking that they would have it two separate weekends, um, you know, cause they get, you know, between 80 to a hundred thousand people who come to their doors over the course of a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, you know, they could do it in two separate weekends where, 
you know, if I bought tickets for one weekend, I wouldn't be allowed to purchase tickets for the second weekend. That would give, you know, people, other people a chance to actually experience things that way. You know, they get the same amount of, they get the same amount of patronage, uh, but not as much, um, you know, the crowd is, is much smaller and much more manageable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with social distancing, uh, um, uh, to be implemented at on some level mm-hmm. that would happen um, but but I'm not sure how realistic that is um, unless you know these venues would be willing um, you know be willing to you know not necessarily put their bottom line first mm-hmm. you know what I mean because with with a with a venue you know I have something going you know every week and I can't just you know block off two i can't block off two weekends in a row or two weeks in a row for one event and not get generate the same revenue right exactly yeah so there's there's a lot of there there's multiple levels of decision making that that needs to happen it's really for sure yeah yeah so any other thoughts on on this you know future of of cosplay that seems to be hanging in the balance you know, I thought I thought morbidly that this would be kind of like the death of conventions, Aww. only only because, you know, uh, I think I think big events are going to be the last to come back. Mm. But I've also been to I've also been to single day cons, where you know they've only had you know tops you know fifteen hundred people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think something like that will probably survive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, we're we're in a time where people still believe that coronavirus is a hoax, and I'm like, yeah, because every other country in the world created a you know a virus to affect you know U.S. politics, right? <laughs> like, right. Like, like, <laughs> And, you know, people refusing to wear masks. And I'm just like, I was like, you have to be kidding me. Um, with that type of mentality, those are going to be the type of people who, who don't take it seriously enough for us to get back um, to doing the things that we love. Mm-hmm. And there has you know? been a very real impact on the cosplay community, on conventions. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, and beyond. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, I'm not, you know, say, uh, nearly as well known as say like a Yaya Han or Jessica Negri or something like that, whose sole income um, is primarily based around conventions and stuff like that. Um, You know, you know, those are like, you know, uh, you know, a lightning rod, but for so all the artists and and, uh, what is artist alley. Mm-hmm. You know all the 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 creatives in there and whatnot who who know who know make their living doing that stuff, or some of the you know celebrities who who aren't on you know these big hit you know TV shows and networks who make their living just being on the convention circuit, um, and and all the different vendors and stuff like that. You know, like Wild Bill's Soda. You know that that guy's uh, you know pretty awesome and he has a, a great product and a great brand. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thinking of this, you know, uncertain future, what, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just based on your, your perspective and experience, what, what hot tips can you give us, uh, for, you know, in, 
in this time without conventions? How can we survive? Um, I would say, you know, uh, rest and relax. And once you become restless, uh, you know, it's time to, you know, go into your basement or into your attic or wherever it is you keep your your costumes and supplies and things like that and just do some general maintenance costumes that are completed um you know it's just like uh shuri from the black panther says it just because something is is good doesn't mean it can't be improved upon mm-hmm. you know you know what i mean um love that uh, or or just like you know uh you know make a list of of all the the costume pieces that need to that need to either be uh, fixed or completed. Mm-hmm. Um, and d- depending on, I know a lot of people who are, you know, without work right now, if it's in the budget, uh, you know, tackle those things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I plan on doing a video on the different, I guess, tiers of cosplay. You <gasps> know, and, so in the tiers of cosplay, meaning like, um, doing the exact same costume but on different budgets and how it looks so um you know you know depending on what tier you're on you know all the tiers are are valid and you know cosplay Mm -hmm. is for everybody and whatnot but you know depending on you know your level of execution you know what you're able to do yes i love that i i I love that description. I can visualize it. That is amazing. So I can't wait till uh, till you do that video. We'd love to check that out. Um, yeah. And what were those other tips you were saying about like stand up, walk up the stairs, have people bump into you? Yes, absolutely. When so when you have a, co- a costume that's done and, and it's ready and whatnot, uh, you you need to test it. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's nothing worse than wearing a costume. And having it break on the cost on the costume floor or on the convention floor rather, yeah. uh, that's happened to me. That's happened to me uh, many a time uh, because I didn't I didn't bother to test it and whatnot. If you, mm-hmm. if it's a summer month, um, just be careful of of hot glue. You know, um, you know, leaving a costume in a car that's held together with hot glue will undo all your hard work. Um, mm-hmm. If a convention, if a convention um, has terrible AC, um, you know, and you, you as a hot body, as a warm body moving around with other people, that could melt your costume. Um, so sometimes you got to put costumes together with hot glue um, and, you know, contact cement in the E6000, you know, a combination of the three, um, you know, going up and down stairs, uh, you know, bending over, bending down to tie your shoe. Uh, you know, uh, you know, bumping into a wall or a chair or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, going to the bathroom. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And and I cannot stress this enough. People, whatever, whatever costume you do, build the feet first, Build build the feet first. Um, make sure that your shoes are comfortable. You remember your, a con starts at 10 in the morning and doesn't shut down till five or six in the evening. Uh, I've seen many a cosplayer, you know, when it's two o'clock in the afternoon, they're sitting off to the side, you know, and with their costume half taken off because they don't want to wear it anymore. It's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and footwear is, is, is essential whether you, if you uh, again with the tears um you can go to the dollar store and and get some and get some shoe inserts mm-hmm. or if you want to get custom inserts from you know an, an orthopedist 
if you if you need that extra arch support you know that's where i would start off mm-hmm. these have literally been some hot tips that has mm-hmm. that was so amazing uh, yeah. so uh, Jason, any any final thoughts? Anything we missed in our conversation that you want to make sure we talk about? Uh, you know, uh, this this is gonna go out to my my convention people. I love you guys and I miss you guys. Um, you know, do whatever you need to to keep your head above water. And I say that I say that with a grain of salt because uh, I'm an extroverted person um, and. I've, I've met a lot of people on my travels to conventions and the people that I've met at conventions, sometimes they are not the same person outside of a convention you, uh, in the sense that they really come alive and get to be themselves when, you know, they're out of, they're out of their environment that they're in 24 mm-hmm. seven, you know, whether, whether it's, um, uh, whether it's a constrained lifestyle whether it's due to work family politics religion whatever the case may be they mm-hmm. whatever the case may be when they come to a convention they get to really be themselves and come alive yeah. and uh and you know they they don't they don't have that opportunity anymore so find your outlet reach out reach out to me if you know me personally or or you just heard of me or something like that reach out to people and you know do these zoom calls and stuff stuff like that i've done many a zoom call where i'm in a costume and you know just sitting in my living room just to you know <laughs> doing a cost test or something like <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> or you know um you know just playing like a a, a movie night and with a beer with like all your cost friends and stuff like that just to stay connected and checking on each other um because because uh, human beings are social animals um, mm-hmm. being isolated in quarantine can be catastrophic if you don't have the proper outlets for it. So stay connected to people. Yes, stay connected. And not just, and and more than just liking and hearting people's Facebook statuses. Mm -hmm. So speaking of connections, give us Mm -hmm. all the plugs. Where can we find you to reach out? You guys can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Chocolate Ninja Cosplay, all one word. Again, that's Chocolate Ninja Cosplay. Um, I respond to all DMs and, uh, and Facebook Messenger and all that good stuff. Um, if you have any questions or need any tips or advice about pretty much anything, I'm your guy to go to. Fabulous. Well, Chocolate Ninja Cosplay, aka Jason. Yes. <laughs> it has been so much fun. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much. Um, and this Anytime. is all. Live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City, it's me, Crank, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one. The Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Betty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend, Oroku Saki, aka The Shredder. And we put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki is named as his Cretan of the Week and find something valuable in the Shred Commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are cast. The Shredhead Pod is a member of the Hyphen Podcast Group.
now to continue the conversation in our series is Bill Moskaluk, aka Man of Blue Steel. Welcome. Hey, Crystal. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you. So tell us what your typical, you know, before all of this happened, <laughs> what was your typical year of cosplay convention awesomeness? Okay. Um, typically, uh, pre-pandemic, I would go to a few conventions a year. Typically, I'd, go, I'd plan out and maybe do two or three a year that I'd really want to go to. And I would plan out usually one major new cosplay to do, and then I'd maybe recycle some of the other ones. And as I was in the planning stages, I'd find other people that would want to team up and uh, take pictures and schedule photo shoots and maybe plan out things at the convention to do. So you'd have almost six months to a year kind of pre-planning this to look forward to. Uh, wow, so you planned that far in advance? Usually, usually. because so the, cool. The first convention I went to uh, was very was very last minute. So I kind of just threw whatever I had on and went. And then I realized how much fun it can be. So I got so inspired to do new cosplays. I, I actually took an entire year to make them. So when the convention came around, I had three brand new cosplays and you, you i'm sure you know what it's like putting them together yes um, it's so stressful at the end if it's not ready mm. yeah. <laughs> it almost makes it not fun to go to the convention so i i made it uh, almost mandatory that i i have to have the, con the costume finished at least a month ahead of time so wow. i plan i plan way ahead of time yeah, I feel like there's there's different types of cosplayers as far as planning goes. Yeah. Um, and that is super impressive. And it makes a lot of sense why your your cosplays are as immaculate as oh, they are. You have put you. in obviously so much time and work and it really that you really get the payoff. So, you know, listeners, <laughs> you better check out his cosplays because definitely worth it. Um Thank okay, you. so so typical, typical year was a couple conventions and you'd be planning cosplays, right? Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what was the last convention you attended? The, the last convention was uh, Kineticon, which was about a year ago. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so that, it's been... that was the last one. Wow. So it's been a year for you. It, yeah, it has. I had, I had wanted to do some other things. Like I, I do um, some other costume things during the year that aren't conventions. They're very convention like, yeah. but they're not necessarily like your, your typical convention center things. Like I, well, I, tell, I, us, I tell us about those. What does that look like? Okay. So I got into going to Renaissance fairs because that's a very immersive cosplay environment. Yes. Uh, a lot of them, the one they do up in uh, the King Richard's fair, they have themed weekends. So every weekend will be something different. They'll do like a Harry Potter theme or a Game of Thrones theme or Lord of the Rings or uh, Prince and Princesses. And when you go there, you're in the woods, you're in a medieval environment and mm -hmm. everybody is dressed as a theme. So it's really like you're in that environment. Yeah, that's so cool. And that's a little bit different from a convention because you know, typically not everyone is dressed up and the rent, but you get really, you get, you can get really into it there. You can't, you do. And it, it's really fun. And it's just like another, an extension of a convention. Yeah. So you do some Disney stuff too, right? Uh, I do. I do. That was the other one I found. I, I kind of treat 
I go to, I've been going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party for the last five years. And that is like so much like a convention, but it's at Disney World. So you can imagine how much fun that is. Uh, yeah. Everything there is top notch. So when you go there, you, you've got some pretty immaculate cosplayers that get confused for park workers all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, then you get kids dressed up and families dressed up. There's just this high energy and they have a ton of events and things that you can do between the parades and the shows and the characters. And it's, it's really fun. That's so, so cool. That's usually been like my ultimate cosplay or, or convention goal for the year. Like I'll start planning that out. <laughs> the day it ends I'll plan for the next one wow. and then usually starting in like February of the year when they start announcing that when the ticket sales are going to be that's when I really start cranking out what I want to do wow that's yeah. awesome 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 so if you had known Kineticon <laughs> was going to be your last convention would you, would you have done anything different yeah, I probably would have done something bigger to make it as memorable mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. I, I remember one year I got to perform in the shows. and the, I Like just the remember, masquerade? Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. I got to be part of that with uh, some very talented people. Uh, we did a musical number from, that combined a bunch of Disney characters. And it was just really exciting because you get that buildup of of practicing and um, at home on your own, they would actually film my choreography and send it as a video so I could practice my part, but I didn't see what anybody else on stage was doing. I just kind of knew what I had to do. And wow. it wasn't until we got to the convention that we actually got to all get together and I got to realize, oh, why am I walking to the left? Oh, because this person's walking over here. and. Um, so it was really fun, but just getting that energy of getting all the characters together and practicing and rehearsing and then going on stage, that excitement just before the music starts and you go on and and being in front of a huge crowd of people like cheering and clapping and watching was, was really memorable. And If I knew this was gonna be my last convention, I would have liked to do something like that, something memorable to really make it a lasting impression. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is so cool. Is that on film somewhere that we could see? It is. It is. I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you a link to it. It's on YouTube or it should still be on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, please do because that's awesome. <laughs> um, so take us through your reactions to cancellations. So I, I kind of saw a lot of it coming, you know, when, when everything started happening, everything just started shutting down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking... Can, they're never going to be able to do conventions with social distancing. Right. And it, it, I kept thinking that they're probably going to cancel and they're probably going to cancel. And then sure enough, um, you started getting the email saying that, you know, the anime Boston was canceled. And then the next one after that was canceled. And sure enough, Kineticon was canceled. And then mm-hmm. um, King Richard's Fair was canceled recently. And yeah. Disney's Halloween party was canceled. And just mm-hmm. everything is just dropping off. So so I kind of saw it coming. So it didn't hit me as hard. The Disney Disney's Halloween party canceling, that that hit me the hardest because that's yeah. that was my strongest I had the strongest feelings towards that. That was my big annual goal for every year. And kind of having that pulled out from underneath you was really tough. Mm, absolutely. So 
has has that been the worst part? It has. It has been. Yeah. Uh, I find conventions and things they provide like a goal, like the motivation for you for the year. It's something you can look forward to and spend all the time preparing for. And when you don't have that, it, you do feel this emptiness because, like right now, they're starting to get Halloween fabrics at Joann's, and you know, my first thought when I saw them was like, "Oh my gosh." I'm going to make that so I can bring that to Disney. And I'm like, no, I can't do that because Disney's not happening this year. Oh, and no. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, you still get into that, that mode of thinking like that. And then you realize that, the, you know, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what have you, I, I like feel this loss, right? <laughs> There's like this, oh, this like pain. So, so what have you been doing to cope and, and to sort of like feed your cosplay spirit in the meantime? I've, I've been very hungry for cosplay. So I, I've been, I've been uh, feasting quite a bit. Ooh. So, <laughs> so I got involved in TikTok and I found that really helps because when you attend a convention, usually I'll come up with a brand new cosplay for every new convention. So you have something new to debut, something that people haven't seen before. And meanwhile, you have this closet full of costumes that you maybe wore once or twice. Mm -hmm. And I've always been wanting to try to reuse them and you know, get some more mileage out of them. And I find with TikTok, like every weekend, I, I can plan one or two costumes and you go through the process at like maybe three or four in the afternoon, uh, you know, you start getting ready, you start putting it on, styling the wigs, putting the makeup on, you set up the filming area, and then you start filming and posting them on TikTok. And when you do, you start meeting other people that like Harry Potter and Disney, and you start doing duets, and you start just meeting people. It's almost like a virtual convention in its own, because I've met people in California and the UK, and uh, you have conversations with them, and uh, people will talk about how you did something or they'll say, hey, do you do this as well because I've been wanting to do this? Or they'll ask me if I can do this again so I can duet with them. And it's it's really fun. It's a very nice community there. That is so cool. I love how you described that too. It's like a virtual <laughs> convention of sorts. That is so neat. And your TikToks are awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> listeners, you've got to check out these TikToks. Very, very fun stuff. And so if people want to duet with you, they just reach out to you and... Yeah, they can just, if they, mine are open to everybody. So if you can nice. find my videos, you can just click, you want to duet and you can just jump right in and, and film right next to me. That's so cool. I haven't totally gotten into that yet. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. But uh, it seems so cool. And I, I have a lot of fun watching watching your stuff in particular. Um, it, so it, yeah, it is ahead. a lot of fun. I definitely encourage everybody to try because when I, when I started, it was so rudimentary. It was like, okay, I think I can pick this song. And okay, I'll just make a video of me just just doing something with the song playing and then you start getting into it and then if you see somebody duetting it's really fun trying to time your reactions to what they do and then you're like oh i could also do this or this would be funnier so you you delete it and you start over again so you can react differently and it just ends up being this big big thing i but love it i also so love fun. how you have generalized your planning <laughs> to the TikTok too. That's so cool. That's again super impressive. Super impressive. Um, so so what else have you been doing? 
So when the pandemic started and they started banning like social gatherings, one of the things, one of the first things on the chopping block was uh, birthday parties and character performances. Mm -hmm. So I have worked with a princess company, Ice Queen Cos or Ice Queen Princess Cosplay. Oh my gosh, I hope I said that right. Yes. <laughs> yep, um, Ice Queen Princess Cosplay, you got it. Yeah, okay. So I've been lucky enough to be able to perform with them and they'll do birthday parties and they'll do um, events where a bunch of characters get together and the kids come in and they do activities and then they leave. And usually I can do something maybe once a month and then every now and then I'll get asked to do birthday parties locally in Connecticut. So there's always been something going on. And when the, the parties got canceled and and banned, uh, that created a void. Mm. Uh, so when that happened, a Facebook page, Operation Birthday Rescue, reached out to a bunch of cosplayers and asked them if they could do birthday greetings. And as soon as you posted all the pictures of the characters you can do, you immediately start getting requests for videos. So I started doing that. And, and that's been a lot of fun because you'll get a huge list of requests. So you have to kind of plan out Okay, on, on this day, I'm going to dress up as this character and I'm going to have to do three birthday greetings for this per th for these three people. And then my next day off the, or the next time I can do it, I'm going to dress up as this character and I'm going to do five videos for these five five um, birthday kids. Um, and that's that's been a lot of fun. Wow. Wow. And so like so precious too because you can just like imagine the children's reactions when they get that video that must <laughs> yeah. be so cool and your planning really comes in handy in this case too <laughs> that is awesome it does and it, it's hard um you, you probably saw my i don't know if you saw my blooper reel that I, that, that was I hilarious <laughs> yes i watched that today in fact <laughs> i was laughing so much that was great because typically it's like, you know, you come up, you come up with the character and you get into to your costume and you get the filming set up and you're like, okay, what am I going to say? And I usually will, I, sometimes I spend an hour, an hour and a half to two hours just thinking of what you're going to say. And uh, then, and then filming it is the next hardest part because you have to remember what you just came up with and then you mess <laughs> up all the time and you'll say something, but then you'll say something wrong or you'll listen to it and you'll say, that doesn't sound right. You should say this or. Right. I always try to personalize them as best I can. So I always try to include the name, how old they are, something they like, something about the character that's interactive. So, so it takes a long time to, to come up with these, but it's very creative. I love doing it. Yeah. Well, it takes a long time because you obviously really care and you're taking, <laughs> you're taking that time and you're putting the thought and effort into it. That's why it takes you the time. And that's also why you're amazing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank awesome. You. Yeah. So, so what else? I know there's more. There is more. Um, I was involved with um, an organization called Saber Guild, which is a Star Wars uh, fan group that focuses on lightsaber trainings. And we used to do, we used to have events all summer long. Last year, it was like every single weekend we'd go to a library and we would set up a light, a, a Padawan training where we teach kids how to use a lightsaber. Wow. It's the cutest, amazing thing to see kids get so excited about Star Wars. Aww. And when that, so when everything got banned, we stopped being able to do that. So we started trying to do, uh, produce online content for people to watch. And we started filming as Luke Skywalker and other Jedis doing things. And we're actually going to have our first virtual lightsaber training. So we've been kind of rehearsing and practicing that. That's why I've got the, the practice green screen. Nice. So I can kind of get experiment a little bit with that. Um, so that's been going on. 
Um, let's see what else has been. Yeah, so so pretty much those are the big things that have been keeping me busy. And just I've been trying to work on other cosplays to try to come up with things. I I think everybody's had a little bit of time being stuck inside, kind of going through everything in their closet and organizing their houses more. And I know I got to go through all my fabric and find all the unfinished costumes and all the things I thought about doing. And I've been able to kind of go back and finish a lot of costumes I started. I've been oh, able wow. to kind of at least evaluate things that I attempted or thought of doing at some point. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so there's been some benefits. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, Cause I don't think I would have, like I was trying to do get more into TikTok and it really wasn't until I was stuck at home all day uh, that I had the time to actually learn about duets and learn about setting up um, my lighting and uh, the backdrops and, actually creating an area that you can film pretty easily. Wow, that's so cool. So since your uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is not going to be <laughs> happening, uh, what are you going to do for Halloween? What about Halloween? Uh, that's that's the question. Um, well, I still have my trip planned to go to Disney World, so we'll see if they're still open at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but for Halloween, what I what I usually do is I have a small balcony and the last few years, I'll usually pick a theme and I'll dress up in a character and I'll have music playing and I'll, I'll kind of put on a, a performance as people come by and I'll hand out candy in character oh, and the so kids cool. get a big kick out of it. Um, last year it was, uh, last, last time I did it, it was, it was Harry Potter themed and uh, kids got a big kick out of that. And then the year nice. before that, it was vampires and that was really fun. And so this year, if Halloween happens, I'm, I'll probably try to doing some social distance stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. at Disney, what they what they've done with characters is they're still they're still walking around. You can't go up to them to get pictures with them, mm -hmm. but you you can see them from a distance, and they'll talk to you, and and you can interact with them. You just can't get close. And uh, one thing that they did at Disney Springs is they had the stormtroopers there, but they were on a balcony talking oh. to people and interacting with the crowd that way. So it was something that people could see and, you know, get the experience of Star Wars without actually having to like get close and up and within any dangerous uh, space. Yeah. yeah. I'll try probably doing something like that. Even if I, even if nobody's there, I think just hanging out on the balcony uh, in, the, in the nice, cool October air and uh, just having fun talking mm. to people will be a good time. Yeah, so so hopefully we'll be able to do something for Halloween. I, hopefully, I know it's so crazy. It's yeah, so crazy thinking yeah. about. Well, what tips do you have for cosplayers um, in this time without conventions? How can how can we help each other out? I would definitely say embrace social media. Mm -hmm. I think that is probably everybody's saving grace right now. I mean, the fact that like right now we can have a conversation without being face to face. It definitely is saving my sanity because being isolated is is hard. It's really hard. I don't. Yeah, I remember watching Castaway, and I was thinking, oh, it can't be that hard being on an island all by yourself. But you know, after five weeks of just having to stay in my apartment, or after a couple of days staying in my apartment without being able to go and talk to people, even though you can still talk to them on the phone and stuff, it still gets to you. Mm. Um, so I would definitely say embrace social media. Uh, go 
like you can still do like a live stream when you're doing something like I when I, I've been doing small Lego reviews on Facebook and you know anybody else that's on Facebook they can just jump right in and have a conversation with you so it feels like you're still getting to be around people even though they're not right there um, again TikTok is another one it, it's an amazing way to have fun you still get to dress up in cosplay interact with other people in cosplay and just share it just uh, expand your social network with something that you love um, there's also there's a, let's see i think there's a couple other ones but th those are the main ones it's for just try to take advantage of all the all the live feeds you can do on instagram you can even uh, live stream on TikTok as well, so you can reach your oh. friends there. Um, so between all those platforms, anytime you, you're home alone or you're feeling lonely or anything, just just go online and people will start popping up and talking to you. And that's probably the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, you have such incredible content too. So I'm sure you have helped more people than you know, uh, just by being able to view uh, all the great content that you're putting out uh, during this time. So um, any final thoughts, anything that we missed that you want to talk about? Not, not that I can think of. I think we kind of covered all the major bases. Um, Yeah, I, I think I think we kind of hit it all. Perfect. <laughs> we got it all. So give us all the plugs. Where can we find your amazing cosplay and videos? Well, I'm on Facebook. I have a cosplay page, which I, I've been negligent about updating on a regular basis. But I have a lot of photos of my in-progress costumes. Uh, anytime I, like, I make a costume, I usually try to take pictures along the way. I'm, I'm not good about doing that because I'm so focused on finishing it. Mm -hmm. But there are some very interesting pictures of me in my costumes as they're in pre-stages of development when they're from like the, the unassembled pieces to different wigs that I've worn trying to find the right one. Um, so you can find that on Mana Blue Steel on Facebook. On Instagram, it's uh, look 3 And most of the time when I do TikToks, I'll post all my TikToks on Instagram. So you can find a lot of pictures and videos there. And then on TikTok, I'm also a man of blue steel. So that's that's where you'll find all the amazing content where if you want to do it with me, you can do it there. And if there's any characters that you know that I do that you would like to do it, just let me know and I can put that on the schedule. There's still a bunch of them that I haven't even gotten to wear yet. I haven't done the X-Men yet. I haven't done any superheroes yet i know okay. i might have to figure out tiktok <laughs> so we can do this <laughs> please please i would love to I've, I've been searching for good audios the, sometimes the hardest thing about tiktok is finding an audio that works huh interesting surprisingly like you would think that you think it'd be easy but i right. i've sat there sometimes dressed up in character and i'm like for one for an hour i'm just i, I can't find anything to take a video with Oh no. I know it's it's weird. Oh man. All right, is that all the plugs? Do we get them all? Yep, sadly I only have those 3. Okay. I'm only only on those platforms. Well, you put out some amazing stuff on those platforms, so please please check out Man of Blue Steel.
Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell you all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. This whole thing would be precious. Yeah, not not that it wouldn't be pointless, not like because talking with you wouldn't be pointless, yeah. but <laughs> we just would have to do it over again if we didn't hear record. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that would be awkward. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> compose, compose. Yes, compose. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Oh, yeah, it's been a hell of a long time. Uh Okay. We got this? We good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Let's go. Hey, Shigas. Everyday Rogue here on It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. We're taking a look at canceled convention culture. With the coronavirus global pandemic, large gatherings are banned and conventions are canceled. But con-goers have a particular kind of resiliency. So we're checking in on our fellow cosplayer friends to find out what they've been up to during this quarantine and beyond. And with us now to continue the conversation is our in our series is Mooney Warrior Cosplay, aka Cassie. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> so good to have you on. I'm super interested to get your perspective on all of this. So can you tell us about your typical convention cosplay life? pre-pandemic oh the pre-pan <laughs> before all the sh- before all the shit happened yes <laughs> or, exactly or as i say the apocalypse happened pretty much because it felt like something out of a horror movie pretty much just like lockdown quarantine life on hold and all that all that other good stuff that we love right now <laughs> right we were pretty much living some of our characters realities right pretty much yeah <laughs> So basically, our cosplay was a reality in this case. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that helped us in any way. Hmm. Mm, Unless (laughs) if you're from The Walking Dead or Uncharted, hmm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Um, (laughs) But um, my typical convention life, um, I would say, like, I wouldn't be at every con every single weekend but I would try to go to as many as I could um just because it was a great outlet to show off like you know what artistic talents that not just I had but everyone else had with their cosplays and you know like I mentioned in the first interview that I did with you back at AB I think yeah a year or two ago I think um I find that conventions are more of a family aspect it feels just like one big family reunion to me um so the big thing for me going to cons was just being with friends who either I see often or ones that I don't even see it like for maybe like once a year pretty much Mm -hmm. um so my typical convention, like life, I guess, would be con crunch number one. <laughs> <laughs> You're a con cruncher. Um, yeah, a little bit of a pro- procrastinator here and there, but <laughs> um, that's mainly for the katsu crunch. I normally don't do it that often, but mainly working on costumes is probably the main one. And then uh, planning out like what conventions that I would go to. Hmm. And surprisingly this year, I was going to go to 
a couple new ones that I had never been to before. <laughs> oh, that makes it extra disappointing. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I was contemplating about going to was Holiday Matsuri in Orlando, Florida, which is like a big, um, like a cosplay convention, but it's a Christmas themed cosplay convention. Oh. So everyone brings out like their Christmas themed costumes with their characters and everything. Yeah. Um, and again, it's 10 minutes, it's a 10 minutes outside of Disney World and Disney World is like my mm. second home. <laughs> so it would have been like a big like vacation and like con that I really wanted to go to because everyone raved about it so much hmm. um and there were a couple of new ones other ones too but again with COVID happening that yeah all you, kinda... you definitely don't want to be in Florida right now <laughs> no I like <laughs> and it's surprisingly enough because um totally off topic but one of the events that like cosplay events I should say that I go to now is Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party yeah. I wouldn't call it a cosplay event but I call it that because we can call it to- that yeah, adults can dress up in Disney. That's a big yeah. event. Um, and um, it's so funny because even if I wanted to go so bad this year, I probably still wouldn't go because of the numbers with COVID mm, right now. Right. Um, so it was mainly just that and then focusing on new conventions because I've been to all the regular ones that I go to, but it's also nice to kind of branch out and just, you know, travel and, you know, see what other cons are like and stuff like that. Um, so that was going to be kind of like my life in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like you had a convention, not every weekend, but most weekends out of the year. Yeah. Most weekends I would, I would try like as much as my money could possibly afford. Right. Right. And would you do a different costume at every convention? No, (laughs) (laughs) I've learned, I've learned that mistake over many, many, many years to try to, you know, um, either like re rebring out the ones I already have, or maybe revamp some ones that I already have in my closet. Cause there's oh. so many in there right now that I haven't even brought out yet. Um, so really the main goal of this year was to try and do new conventions, but then bring out some stuff that I either haven't brought out in a while or ones that I've revamped and maybe do like one or two new ones, but just to kind of take a break from it a little bit. Yeah. Like making stuff and everything. Right. Um, especially Be- now during this quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So what was the last convention you attended? Um, as far as full weekend conventions goes, that would be KatsuCon was the first, uh, the last full weekend. And mm-hmm. thank goodness they squeezed that in by the skin of their teeth because it was still so much fun Yeah, <laughs> before oh, it good. turned into a, like a whole big thing. <laughs> right. So if you had known that was going to be your last convention for a while, do you think you would have done anything different? Um... That's actually a very, I've been contemplating about that question yeah. <laughs> for a while, thinking like if I knew like either Katsukon, like the big full weekend or like the very last convention was PAX East for like one day. Um, mm. If I knew if those two conventions were going to be like the very last ones until the foreseeable future, whenever um, COVID does start to get better and when we will see some results of, you know, us, <laughs> us getting better with COVID. Mm. Um, I would say, I would say like maybe spending more time with friends, no, if knowing that was going to be the last time and like really cherishing those moments even more, 
Mm. Um, just because I know for a lot of us not being able to see not just friends, but also some family members because of the COVID mm -hmm. is very hard, like mentally. Um, I can attest to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's definitely hard not seeing, um, the friends that I, I'm used to seeing every weekend. Um, and more than what I do at conventions, I also work for a princess party company on the weekends and that's been really affected also yeah. by COVID. And we, like me and my, the other performers I work with and who are also my best, best friends, we used to see each other all the time every weekend. And now we haven't seen each other since February, which yeah. is a very, very big change. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say basically like cherishing those moments even more. Yeah. Um, just because again, like we didn't know that this was going to be like the last, last time. Right. Um, right. But if I knew I would have just really held on to like the good times that were at those conventions and mm -hmm. the experiences I got to do with my friends and everything. And, um, the photo shoots that I did get to do before COVID shut everything down. Um, and just, again, like having those like, like fuzzy, good feel memories. Yeah. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just yeah. Cherishing those even more. So, so take us through your reactions to all the cancellations. What, what was going through your mind? Um, well, I, well, from the very beginning, I knew this was, I kind of had a feeling this was going to turn into a very big thing. And mm -hmm. with all the other viruses that we've had in the past, I didn't quite have that feeling as I did with COVID. Um, it wasn't until um, PAX East, again, when the news was staying like, oh, there's going to be like hand sanitizing stations everywhere. There's going to be a lot of disinfecting. And they did do that. Like they were pretty on top of it. Um, but um, wow. <laughs> it's like, Wow, I completely got off track. I'm sorry. No, like, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, just sort of, you know, the, oh, that could have been your reaction too, right? <laughs> like it just, it takes you, Yeah, it takes I mean, you so off track, yeah, it right? Takes you back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is what, this is what's, yeah, this is what COVID-19 has been really all about. It takes you completely in an opposite direction than when you thought it was going. There it um, is, but right there. The reaction wise. Yeah, there it is. But with like the reaction of like that going into packs, knowing that there was going to be all these like different things in place so that maybe conventions could happen mm -hmm. um, before a week later, then the shut that was when the shutdown hit. And mm -hmm. I had no idea it was going to be that I knew it was a big thing, but I didn't know it was going to be so severe that everything had to be shut down like that. And right. a lot of things got taken away from us. Um, so my big reaction was a big WTF pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so take us through sort of the best and worst. I know we've touched upon some of these things already, but what do you think overall has hmm. been the worst part of this season of cancellations? Um, well, definitely not seeing friends is definitely the big one number one yeah yeah um because i know a lot of us are used to like not even like every single weekend but like at least seeing like our friends at least a couple of times out of the year or maybe even just that once a year um mm -hmm. but just not being able to see the ones that you love so much especially in the cosplay community and the con community that's been like a family to you mm -hmm. um 
either like if it's your first year cosplaying or if it's 10 years cosplaying um that's definitely been one of the worst parts about convention cancellations is that um just not being able to be around the ones that you love and that you know um even though they're they're here in spirit the, you you can't have them there with you when you're going through uh what everyone's going through with covid and i think that's right. just what's been really hard um not just for me or for you know everyone pretty much is just not having that backbone of friends being there like all the time and stuff like that and i wouldn't even say all the time but just like more or less like you know more of the year like you had your backbone of friends right um physically um yeah and i i think what makes it particularly what makes it hit really hard is that there's this uncertainty about when are we ever even going to be able to see them again? Right. And that's definitely been the scary part about this whole thing that mm -hmm. I've been feeling a lot is just like, when am I going to see all the people that I love again and stuff right, like that? Right. Um, yeah. So do you feel like there's been any benefits to this time? Um, I will say with like having this time, I guess, to myself, I guess, like mm. just being in quarantine, um, I've been doing a lot of like self-reflection and like more finding myself because I feel like when I was going to, and I'm going to get a little personal and I hope that's kind of okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's okay with me as long as you're yeah. comfortable sharing. <laughs> um, no, I'm more comfortable sharing this because, um, it's just been a long journey the past couple of months. It's just been finding out who I am. Cause I felt like when I was doing the convention thing a lot, I was kind of losing who I was a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um just because of the chaoticness of like conventions and then being here and being there and like being with this commitment and this and that i kind of forgot like why i really loved cosplay in the first place and i know that's not sad to say but it's one of those things where you kind of have to like take yourself back from it and that's mm -hmm. one of the things that i think i kind of liked about um conventions being canceled like that is that you have to take more time for yourself yeah. And kind of get back to where you need to be and find other outlets and stuff like that, not just with cosplay related, but just like finding other things to do that can kind of help with any mental issues or help any issues that anyone's been facing right now. Mm -hmm. um, and just again, just taking that much needed self care time for yourself. I think that's one of the benefits of having the quarantine time. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make an excellent, excellent point. Um, so what have you been doing to, to sort of feed your cosplay spirit during this time? Um, <laughs> it's a funny story about that because when um, co the convention shut down in the beginning, I had no motivation to cosplay whatsoever. It was like zero pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. Cause again, like with the whole reaction of like, oh my God, this is much more serious than anyone could have predicted um, with everything just being shut down like that. And with, you know, you know, with the events that occurred after that, um, I just, I had no physical or mental motivation to do anything. But again, that was mm -hmm. the aspect of just, you know, doing a lot of self-care and just kind of resting for the most part, just been resting. Uh, when I'm not working my essential job because I am still essential so I still have to go out into the world and work mm -hmm. um 
So with that and that, like with self-care and like work, even with work being so crazy right now, especially with COVID, um, I really just didn't have the time for it, but I knew I just needed to take the care of, or have that time to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until um, when Final, it was Final Fantasy VII Remake came out and they promoted that at PAX East. Um, again, the last day convention that I was at before the shutdown. And um, the weekend that it came out, I kind of had the random idea because I did, did love Final Fantasy VII growing up when I did play it, but I hadn't played the remake um, until just recently. Um, and I kind of had the idea of like, well, like I wanted to do Tifa for a while and maybe I could just do a quick cause test of her and like maybe that might kind of try to get me out of the funk a little bit just to kind of mm. like push myself to, you know, kind of like slowly get back to it. And it wasn't, and it wasn't even like a cosplay, it was just a cause test pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really like a full costume, but I also wanted to give myself a little bit of a challenge to it to try and like put that together in like a day, like to see what I could make in it like one day and not like try to push myself or anything like that. Just yeah. to give myself like the fun challenge. So that way it would kind of also kind of push me more to, you know, kind of slowly right. get back you, into you it. You set yourself up for success. Right. Yeah. Um, and when I, and this was a photo shoot I did myself at home with just my iPod and like camera and just a little tripod and that was it pretty much. Um, and just doing like fun photos at home, literally in my bathroom. My bathroom wall has been my backdrop for many <laughs> at home photo shoots. And I just, and I put up like um, different backdrops and stuff like that, depending on like the character and stuff like that. So that's just been like, oh, I'm posing in my bathroom. <laughs> you know, you, you and lots of other people, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a universal photo shoot uh, location. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. And air conditioned as well. So I like, even in the hottest of the sun, it's like, like it's like the perfect you know perfect you setting have an to do a air conditioned bathroom that's great yeah that's um, awesome <laughs> well I mean and Tifa doesn't really wear that much clothes either so it was actually pretty pretty easy that, that is a one. good summer cosplay isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um so I just basically took random photos in my bathroom and that kind of like sparked me like okay well maybe if I did a cautious test of another character or maybe if I could do this and that kind of really what was what sparked me to try and like even if I couldn't go to cons even though I couldn't do like on location shoots at the time which you can do now safely but at the time obviously there was no photographers out there doing work mm-hmm. um so I had to figure out for myself like what I could do with cosplay but just in a different way that's safe um, that could be fun and everything, um, that I could, you know, kind of let myself go a little bit and try things that I've never tried, um, mm-hmm. especially with Final Fantasy, because I've never done Final Fantasy characters before. So that gave me the creative inspiration to try characters that I've never tried since conventions have been held off for a moment. Yeah. And that money, with that money being kind of saved, it's helped me propel myself forward to try characters that I want maybe wanted to try or maybe I've never thought about trying but now like I might have had the funds to maybe you know you know at least try it like cost test it not even like you know do big expensive costumes or something like that and um it kind of just again again gave me the creative freedom to pursue cosplay in a way that's different but in the same way that's healthy safe and that's good for 
um, like good for self-care and whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. Um, so it sounds like you had, you had, there's some tips in there. Yeah, <laughs> if you had to sort of, time. sort of break down some hot tips for, for cosplayers during this time, what do you, what do you think that would be? Um, I would say, um, no matter like how low your motivation is, maybe just get up and try it. Like it, it doesn't even like, it doesn't even have to be like full on cosplay. Like just try different things, try something new, like try things you've never tried before. Um, and the outcome might turn out better than you thought, honestly, that you would have thought before. Um, also with, um, with COVID, just keeping your chin up, just try to, you know, stay as positive as you can, um, during this difficult time. Um, and as far as, um, cosplay is concerned, I guess, um, I would say just, just don't be afraid to show your work just because of COVID happening pretty much. Hmm. Like, um, for most of us, again, like me in the beginning, I had no motivation to do cosplay whatsoever, but it took like a little spark to kind of spark into something else. And then like that spark in, it just takes that one little push to kind of like get the motivation back into it. And it will take time for others to get back into it and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Like for me, it definitely took a while to kind of slowly, but surely get back into it. Um, and it's just mainly just, you know, taking your time on your own journey, pretty much not just in cosplay, but just like mentally wise and, um, just basically on your journey, pretty much. If that may, that makes sense. I know yeah. it's been kind of a long day. It's a very hot day too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. You know, speaking of heat, you know, finding that spark. I, you know, I love how you said that. Um, and it, you know, it sounds like you found that spark through uh, a game that you loved and then that sparked, oh, well, I really love that character and, oh, let me just try this. So is that sort of like, is that sort of a general progression of how you pick your characters that you end up cosplaying? Um, yeah, like, especially during this time, yes, because when I'm usually doing cosplay, I usually gravitate towards the ones that I'm, you know, most known to love, but the ones that I've wanted to try, but didn't really, like, like, had, like, the spark to actually do it didn't come until COVID. Um, and it's given me a new perspective on cosplay a little bit to just to try something new, um, try something that's totally the opposite (laughs) of what you're known for doing or what you're used to doing. Mm. Um, for example, um, me and my friend, she goes by EG cosplay on Instagram. She's fantastic. She's one of my best, best friends and one of my princess party performer friends. We did, we kind of discussed a couple of weeks ahead of time that we wanted to do something that was not in our genre, like not Disney, not comics, not anime or like this and that, but we wanted to try Lord of the Rings for the first time. (gasps) And that was something that we kind of wanted to do, but it was so out of the box for both of us to do Mm -hmm. that we kind of helped motivate each other to do those costumes. And honestly, I think that was what really pushed me to like try to keep pursuing more and more is just like having the backbone also of a friend to kind of give you the motivation to like, well, let's, let's try this way. Let's try something new. We can do this safely and stuff like that. 
Mm -hmm. um, and it was probably the most fun shoot I've ever done. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. Probably the most, and probably the most, not gratifying, but it was probably the most like beautiful shoot, not like just visually wise, but just like, like feeling like, oh my gosh, like this was something different that I didn't think that I could do, but mm. now because I had the freedom to do so, we were able to do it and we had so much fun doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so the payoff is a little bit greater during this time too. Right. Yeah. A yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And your Gladriel was be like beautiful. Like those pictures <laughs> came out amazing. And so photo oh, shoots. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So photo shoots during this time, can you tell us more about what they're like? Um, it is definitely, it's not too much different. Mainly it's just been um, outdoor location shoots, mm -hmm. nothing indoors right now. Um, and obviously it's been pretty difficult with the heat right now. Um, so it's just basically figuring out like what costumes to do with the weather wise and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like the feel of a photo shoot goes. I've had some photographers where um, they'll wear a mask and everything, which is totally fine. They'll stand six feet away and everything. And that's still worked pretty well. And then there are some of my other photographer friends being like, don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> um, more or less like we do it safely, but it's under the discretion of both the model and the photographer. Mm -hmm. So if one, if one person is more comfortable with the other doing this like either wearing a mask until like they get to the location and then take the mask off and stuff like that or if the photographer is perfectly okay with not wearing a mask as long as there's no one else around doing the shoot it's just mainly like just getting a general discretion of just both parties um and when you do that then it's a, that's an awesome fun shoot <laughs> it, right. it actually doesn't feel like nothing like it doesn't feel like that much different compared to like a cosplay shoot at a convention but mm. in a way it's kind of better because you're more one-on-one -on -one with a photographer and you're not dealing with mm. any crowds of people around it because again especially with COVID-19 and it's just you get more one-on-one -on -one time with not just photographers but friends that are photographers you get kind of like that interaction that we all generally want right mm. now with you know friends and stuff like that yeah, um, so it's really sort of sharpening our focus and uh, sort of reducing distractions. Right, a little bit, yeah. But more or less, it's just um, having fun with doing photo shoots outside of a con, like just being outside, not being inside, but just still making it great, but again, in a different way because of COVID. Yeah. Right. And it sounds like you're doing it safely. You're outside, you're distanced. The risk is oh, really yeah. minimal at that point. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like even, like, even so, like if a photographer, if a tough, wow, I'm jumbling up on my words cause it's so hot today. Um, <laughs> but like if a photographer asks me like, Oh, do you think you could put on a mask until we get to where we're shooting? I obviously will say yes. But if they say like, no, 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 you don't have to wear, I'm more at the discretion of what everyone else wants. Um, and obviously when I'm out in like the general public, I'm obviously wearing a mask at all times. Mm -hmm. um, but like when it comes to like one-on-one -on -one shoots where we're just out in the middle of nowhere, there's like no people around and we're generally like safe distance wise, then it's more at the discretion of what 
just what either the photographer wants or if the photographer says like, well, what feels more comfortable for you? And then we just kind of go in it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know a lot of people have different opinions on like, like if you should wear a mask or if you should not wear a mask. And um, it's just one of those things where if, if both parties are comfortable with the others, you know, you know, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, with um, uh, their choice, with, uh, their choice. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's theme here is it's too hot today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're fine. Um, I'm wondering, do you think like uh, cosplay with masks is going to be oh, in the future? <laughs> Or, oh or like, but, you know, taking pictures in character, but also with a mask. Like, is that, is that going to be a thing? Um, if, if it gets to be in the unforeseeable future, if this COVID hap, like goes on for way longer than we expect it to, maybe just a tiny bit. And it's actually, it's only because, um, there have been, um, or at least some princess companies that I know of are doing the mask with princess characters and stuff like that, but making the mask mm-hmm. like a part of the costume, right, which I right. think is so creative. Yeah. Um, and it's another creative aspect to COVID is just like, you can make your own mask to kind of fit the characters, even if they don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think honestly, I could, I, I could honestly probably see it in the near future if this COVID lasts far longer than we anticipated. Right, right. Yeah, speaking of the future, you know, do you have any thoughts about what conventions might be like in the future, the future of cosplay at conventions? Wow. <laughs> That's a very deep question. It is. Um, we're, we're going deep here. <laughs> we're very, very deep. We're going very serious. Um, serious but fun. Um, as far as conventions goes for the future wise and just what they're going to be like, especially with the first one that's going to open up like with not like, and honestly, I don't even know when that'll be, if it'll be like on the tail end when COVID might just be getting better or if it's like completely better. And when we just have conventions again, um, I think like more spatial awareness that people might have, I guess. Um, if that makes sense, like at conventions, cause you know, we're all used to being so like huddled up in crowds and everything that maybe more yeah. people might be like, well, even if COVID is over, I still want to kind of keep my space a little bit. And yeah, definitely the con plague might go down a little bit, honestly, with everyone's <laughs> cleanliness right now. Yes, <laughs> might, that is, might go down a little bit. <laughs> that is a great point. And, you know, not only will they say they want to keep their distance, like they feel like they can, they can have that right to, to their personal space in a convention. Cause often it feels like it, it hadn't been a choice before. <laughs> right now. Cosplay is consent pretty much. Or cosplay yeah. is not consent pretty cosplay, much. Right. But, right. um, exactly. But, um, I could definitely see like the complex slowly going down in the future. Cause more people are, um, more into the cleanliness aspect of, you know, COVID-19. Like, I mean, I'm washing my hands like constantly every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, really quickly, could you tell us more about how your, um, princess parties have been impacted as well as your Disney trips? Cause you would take, was it a yearly trip to Disney? 
Um, in the past couple of years, it has been yearly, um, just because I hadn't, um, before I went yearly, I hadn't been back in almost 10 years. So it was a big, like, um, amount of time before I was back. And there was a lot of new stuff that was going on and stuff like that. And there's still new stuff that's technically going on with Disney right now. That's been on hold right now with COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, and delayed openings, but that's a whole topic that I'll go into in another like conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as like the impact of the Disney trips, obviously right now I'm not taking any Disney trips or even going to Florida for a while up mm-hmm. until like the numbers start to go down a little bit, not just in Florida, but just like everywhere, um, with COVID. Um, and as far as the princess parties is going, we're, we're actually doing pretty okay. Obviously it isn't the same as having parties in person, but we are doing a lot of Zoom related events on our Facebook page, Ice Ice Queen Cosplay Princess Parties on Facebook and Instagram. Um, But we've been doing a lot of events with that. I've been kind of taking a break from it a little bit just for my mental health aspect, but everyone in the company Mm -hmm. completely knows and understands. But we've been doing constant, constant Zoom events. for kids that can come on Instagram and still see their favorite characters, not wearing a mask or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, some of us have been doing zoom birthday greenings. Um, some of us have been doing like zoom shout outs, um, to different kids and everything, or just local charities or hospitals or something like that. So it's been a big change. Um, but it's been, it's been okay. Um, obviously it isn't the same as having the physical like aspect of like seeing your favorite Disney princess and you can't give them a hug, but you can still see them face to face through a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, which has probably been the most rewarding thing about it is that we, again, we can do it in a different way. It might not be the way that we want it to be, but it is the way that we can physically do it. That is still very much rewarding to everyone, not just the kids, but just for mm-hmm. everyone involved. Yeah, and it makes it it sometimes more accessible too. Um, I've caught pieces of some of the live events uh, that 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 group has done, and it's been very well done and very well attended. There was, I think, there was like two hundred viewers or something at one point, and oh so, yeah, <laughs> so that's a lot of people that you may have not, you know, been able to reach in person. Um, that you're, that you're right, to- yeah, definitely, definitely. Like we've had. Um, viewers from Scotland at one point. I'm like, oh, wow. Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what Zoom event that was, but it was like when I was like catching a little bit of the live, because sometimes I'll watch the live events a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, And just to see like everyone coming on that are from like these different parts of the United States and different parts of the world as well has been like amazing to see. (laughs) Yeah, that's so neat. So... Any, uh, any final thoughts, any, anything you want to make sure you say before we go? Um, I would say that for everyone dealing with any, like, no matter what everyone is going through with COVID-19, I would say, just keep your chin up, just keep pushing forward. We're, we're going to get through this and we're, it's, it won't be like, I'll be honest. It won't be as normal as it will be, but I know we can make it as normal as we can be right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and COVID shouldn't stop us from living 
our lives to the fullest that it can right now. So just to get out there, try something new, push yourself, like just like push yourself and keep moving forward is what I have to say. Awesome. I love it. Keep moving forward. Well, thank you, Moody Wearer Cosplay. This has been awesome. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey. All right. So um, give us all the plugs. Where can we find all of your cosplay awesomeness? <laughs> well, you can see all of my cosplay awesomeness on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Mooney Warrior Cosplay. Perfect. Nice and simple. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. And thank you all for listening. This has been It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. Stay sweet, Shimmy. This is a hyphen podcast production.